Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. It's been a while, but uh, I'm actually delivering a podcast with someone in the same room with me. He's a uh, Extra Trials fan favourite. Could say by his appearance, he's the the long lost love child of Thomas Muller and Will Ferrell. It's a pleasure to have him on, Mr. Simon Nivet. How's it going, mate? Kia ora, Reese. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. It's a uh, well, we've been waiting a while actually to get you on. Yeah, well, um, I decided to wear the Man City jersey for the occasion, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure how many uh, people at the Exit Trials will call me a fan favourite after wearing this. <laughs> um, thankfully, there's no video evidence to go cyber, so we can just edit that out. Um, yeah, Company jersey's on, we're ready to go. <laughs> oh, good mate, good mate. So, um, for the people that, that don't know you or haven't met you before... Uh, Tell us about yourself, mate. How did you even come to being an Exit Trials player? To be such a cult hero that I am. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of get a message a couple of days before, before a football season, being like, do you want to play 11-a-side football this year from somebody that you've only played five-side football with? You hadn't really thought about it for a while. I hadn't played football for a year at this stage. And then you show up two days later to play VT All-Stars and... And a survivor buff, and that's how you become a hero. Really. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, for uh, I don't know. I played football my whole life, and that was probably the first year I hadn't played football for about a year, and and so was looking to make a lineup for eleven. So it was good. You've been with us now for what? This is our second season, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I mean, do, do we count last year as a season? I'm you know, four games. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit mixed. It was a bit mixed, but um, yeah, before that. Had played, obviously, lots of football before and hadn't quite found my team. Been in Southland for a long while before and I've told you some stories <laughs> of my time in Southland, which, um, yeah, was an interesting place to play football. And, yeah, so you're pretty much the first team that I've been playing for up in Auckland and it's been... Oh, been mate, well, we're lucky to have you, mate, and uh, <laughs> it's been... Uh, Great to have you on the team, and hopefully uh, we'll have you for a few more seasons. You say you say fan favourite, but I think I'm more just the favourite with the, the players in the team when I bring beers for everybody. Oh, right, you know what, mate? <laughs> You're definitely up there for players player of the season, for sure. I have to say that. So, um, you, did you grow up in Southland, then? I uh, didn't grow up in Southland, so I spent some time down there, like that four or five years kind of thing um living in Invercargill of all places but how'd you end up there yeah so long story I've kind of progressively moved further and further south after <laughs> uh leaving my hometown of Kachikachi oh yeah near Tauranga <laughs> which um yeah so basically lived there up until I was 17 and I was telling my kids at school the other day as a school teacher that I left school when I was 17 and haven't I left home when I was 17 and haven't really gone back kind of thing. Went down to Wellington, uh, did all my studies and everything like that and ended up looking into wanting to do journalism. Oh, to do this kind of stuff, okay. You know? Okay. Sport. Yeah, you know, this is the real reason why I'm on the podcast, yeah? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, revive his career. I'm trying to revive the oh, career. <laughs> try to step on a ladder. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you're not the first one chasing clout. We've, <laughs> had, we've had plenty of people come on the, on the show and try to chase clout. Brian Williams, for sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Ended up just moving further south to Westport for six months and had a job there for about six months before moving even further south, getting a better job down in Invercargill and working in radio there for a bit yeah. and then working in 
uh, once that dried up as well, ended up working at a newspaper where I was writing sports articles. And was there much sport in, in Vicargo or what? Well, I was in Gore. Oh, really? So you'd be really, starved of some stories there. There was some uh, <laughs> cro- croquet club, loved me. Uh, quite frequent guests of the croquet club, which had an average age of about 50, 60, probably more so than that. Um, some uh, the Sports, uh, the football club obviously love me because down there they're rugby mad, right? Everything's rugby down there. There's only one football club in Gore, the Gore Wanderers, and I gave them probably yeah. the most comprehensive coverage that they had, I think, for a long while. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you got a background in sport there. So, you were, you were a sport journal then? Um, yeah, did a bit of everything when okay. I was there because it's like a community paper and everything like that. But yeah. I really, I, I, the sports beat was mine. So, I could do lots of sports stories and everything like that and just like took that for all it was worth, right? Like <laughs> just like any sports story I could find. I'd go to the cricket grounds mm. on the weekend, even though cricket's not really my favourite sport, but yeah. Like, yeah, trying to find any everything and anything to do with sport down there. Right? What, what was the biggest story that you covered? Loved. Um, oh, there was just lots of different like just real community ones. Yeah. But the, one of the when I was leaving I kind of like probably stopped caring oh not stop caring but there was um like oh maybe i can get away with doing something like this and the editors were like that's a great idea that was the year of the lion storm okay lions were coming uh, to well 2017 yeah 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 so uh, good tour had uh, not a good tour for oh, oh, anyway. great tour mate <laughs> it was so, it was so good for me mate i missed the second test <laughs> I watched the second test in the middle of Vietnam and with a bunch of British people. Oh, I've never been so infuriated in my life when at the end of the game I have a British game. You've got to admit, mate, it was a bloody good game though, eh? And I'm like, no, I can't even sit, look you in the eye even though you're very attractive. But let's put that aside. Um, but um, going back to that, lead up to the line store, it was one of the last few weeks that I was working there kind of thing. And then... Um, so I was just like, am I able to do a story catching up with all these? Because obviously Lions Tours used to be provincial and stuff, right? So um, a lot of Gore players had played, or people around East and Southland had played the Lions uh, when playing for Southland and everything. And I was just like, asked the chief reporter whether I could catch up with a whole bunch of, um, I guess, like players around the area and all that kind of stuff and talk with them about their experiences playing the Lions. Ended up writing about a two thousand to three thousand word story that covered across like <laughs> three pages, kind of thing. Really? Because I was just like, ah, oh, man, as well. And she's like, this is great. It's colourful. It's good. Do you remember the headline for that story? Uh, no, but I remember one of the great kind of like quotes from one of my interviewees was uh, there was a guy who talked about how oh, all he remembers he got concussed pretty early on in the match and all he remembers was calling out one of the Lions locks being like um, it was Martin Bayfield and calling out to him he thought it was Willie John McBride (laughs) (laughs) Welsh legend obviously uh, kind of called him out and he was just like go back to Wales you prick and he turned around to him and he was just like I'm English. <laughs> Punched him in the head, and that's how he got knocked out. So, oh, it's brilliant. It, so. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's good. So, uh, you said you went to Vietnam, eh? Mm. Tell, tell us about that. Uh, sorry. Any, 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 any football involved in Vietnam? or? 
Uh, not too much, nah. apart from playing and against like 10 year old kids who are just super nippy and you're like, surely there's some little messies in here that are never going to make it anywhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, uh, very good at just like kicking around yeah, the dirt yeah. kind of thing, right? But um, is, is, that how you found, uh, is that how you found Bank then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's from Thailand, but... Uh, oh, yeah, that's the yeah, same yeah. thing, mate, come on. I went to Thailand as well, <laughs> Cambodia... Yeah, yeah. Is that how I found him? Oh, that's how we found him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trips to Vietnam. I can head back soon if you want me to go on a recruitment spree. Oh, well, COVID time, isn't it? But once the borders and stuff open, yeah, we need to expand our yeah. international, you know, uh, net out wide. Yeah. Recruit so new players. Go. I'm happy to go to South America. Um. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good shout. We look at the trials team, right? We've got two Thailand players now. We've got. Uh, three or f- four English players. Obviously, yeah. the Welsh player, your best player. Um, Jack, sort of, oh, you could say he's Malaysian. Him and uh, yeah. Ben. Actually, Ben's born in Thailand, so we've got three now. Um, and the rest of them are Kiwis, aren't they? So yeah, you know, South, so, we need South, South, yeah, really we need so. a South American player. <laughs> South American, oh, even feisty though, Brazilian. Even though it's a bit like. Oh, probably shouldn't bring this up on the podcast, but what the heck? You guys call me Blimmin' Colo sometimes. We've got uh, <laughs> so there's those elements as well. But, um, it's because you and you and Jacob Whitford, you both look uh, like brothers. So we call we call him Yaya. We call you Colo <laughs> after the two brothers. Yeah, I can shape my head's looking a little bit fluffier then. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'll yeah, definitely yeah. take cola. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, going back to Invercargill then. So you, you left Invercargill and then you went abroad to Asia for yeah. a little holiday. Yeah, so... Uh, or was it to find yourself? Eat, pray and love, was oh, it? Oh, yeah. Eat, eat <laughs> pray, love, drink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or try the love. <laughs> <laughs> no, so unfortunately my partner was not very happy with me okay. at the time because... We were in the relationship for about two years at this stage, but um, I was just like, cool, I've had enough of, like, I loved the job as a sports reporter and everything, but I was working about six days a week kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And maybe some days, even seven days a week kind of thing, right? And yeah. getting played, I'd say pretty close to minimum wage, maybe even less than that. So, oh, yeah, you, you Got like once I raised enough money and all that kind of stuff, just decided to be like, cool, um, I'm out. <laughs> um, there was a lot of like, I, I'm aware that a lot of journalists can do it and all that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, at that, that stage, we were in a relationship, she was over not seeing me, and so I was just like, okay, cool, I'll quit my job, but I'll go to Southeast Asia. But um, as I was getting over there, she was basically like, well, when you go over there, would you think about becoming a teacher? Would have think about it. We'd have the same holidays, all that kind of stuff. It's um, despite the fact I know you love the creativity of journalism and all that kind of stuff, and having that kind of like all that kind of stuff involved in your jobs. Uh, she was like, "Have you thought about becoming a teacher? It is actually quite creative." And so, yeah. And also the school holidays. Yeah, that's the reason why anyone becomes a teacher. Uh, it's it's actually legitimate, like legitimately. I think holidays are so like they're so needed when you have them, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the school holidays are premium. In terms of school holidays, I tell people all the time, like, what the? 
uh, how many other jobs do you feel like you're doing like I'm lucky, lucky enough to be in a job where I do 100 minute lessons right okay. but how many other jobs do you do three seminars in a day kind of thing to people right yeah so living well drains you out kind of thing Fair and working little shits as well right yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I get called out in the exit trials chat today for like when uh, we were all having a chat and oh, yeah. sending through some photos of the Olympics and um, <laughs> got a little bit of a calling out for sending photos from school when I was protecting on the big screen. But it was lunchtime then, right? So yeah, well, and that's, <laughs> that's from one of the, the, the dads of the team. There's not many of them. I mean, not that we're aware of. Nothing uh, <laughs> to be concerned about, dude, honest, honestly. Look, he's like, his boy, he's got another, what, 15, 16 years until he gets to that age? So. Yeah, so I probably might not be teaching at that stage, uh, but, so they might not have a crypto wow. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got any stories from your time in Southland playing football? Uh, yeah, so far too many, really. But I played for, uh, I think I was telling you last week that uh, I was playing with a team that was... A fairly rough team, okay. uh, full of guys from. Uh, I should precurse this. Just love the guys because uh, they could always listen to your podcast. Oh yeah, we we we, we, we need the followers, right? <laughs> plug plug away, uh, mate. Yeah, so Queens Park, uh, Queens Park UFC. I like to call them QP, like people wear the jacket around and say I played for Queens Park at one stage and let people assume what they'll assume but yeah, yeah. Um, the Queens Park football club down there and they do, <laughs> they do actually have like QPR jerseys on the wall trying to claim that they're some kind of relation with the yeah what well, do they play well. what white and blue hoops is that no <laughs> completely different golden blue golden That's, blue yeah okay. golden blue okay so they actually won the league this year down in the south and so Congratulations, guys. That's your first one for a while, I understand, and uh, couldn't do it while I was there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as I said last week, the good football club, full of banter, a lot of rough lads from places like uh, Dundee and oh, right. uh, Bradford and... Like, All right, so you got to get it down the field. <laughs> get it down there, mate. All right. That's good, say. All right, now we've got to <laughs> smash these bloody football. <laughs> Basically, yeah. ashtrays in the UK. Then that's where they're from. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There, were, there was yeah, there was many moments where like it was quite difficult to be part of the team sometimes because you're like, oh crikey, <laughs> I don't know whether the treatment of the referee or the other players was yeah. quite right there. Uh, so it was pretty rugged then. Pretty rugged. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So in terms of South and football, like it's basically the most people, if you're good enough at football, you'll head up to Dunedin kind of thing. Right? <laughs> and there was, when I was down there, they made a Southland team that would go up to Dunedin yeah. full of the best players in Southland. It was mostly the young guys who were going to make something of themselves and they ended up being in a team that would go up to Dunedin each week. But that makes it so much travel and everything, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you get some drinks down there. Get what, some. what was the standard of football like then? Um, actually, not too bad. Like, I, I, if you compare it to what we play then now. Yeah, I'd say it's about fairly similar. Really? Yeah. So, like, in ter- like I was playing mainly Division One down there. Oh, really? That was about what we're like playing right now and then there's prim football I played a couple of games prim football but they were a little bit above probably what we were playing yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so play, we played if it gives you any kind of like representation when I played for the 
the Prem grade, I played a Chatham Cup match and we got, we played a Dunedin team and got, I think it was Kavanagh, Kavanagh Football Club in Dunedin. Okay. And we, or maybe even Green Island or something. And they destroyed us, I think it was in the double digits. (laughs) Brilliant. um, Yeah. State of the football ain't that high, quite rough, quite... Yeah, but, mate, you, you can grassroots. You can say that you played in the Chatham Cup. I can play. Uh, play That's amazing. So uh, there's some good claim to fame there, you know. You can yeah, yeah. Say that you played in the Chatham Cup, and uh, um, you don't have to mention the score. Nah, yeah. nah. Yeah, but at least you played one, right? <laughs> yeah, made it. <laughs> made it into the Chatham Cup. Speaking of claim to fame, um, you've played against uh, probably one of the best all whites we've ever made. Uh, currently, yeah. Right, I'm not, we're not talking about Winton Roofer, yeah. <laughs> but we, we've got someone that's on the way of becoming the Winton Roofer, for sure. Um, so, Chris, Chris Wood and... Wait, what was that name? Chris Wood. Oh, just name drop it there. Okay. Straight away, no build-up. So, Straight in there. Chris Wood, yeah. So, Chris Wood and Marco Rojas were the same year as me at school. What, two of them? Like, they, they were both, like, um, this similar age group. Okay. Like so, and while I never played against them, like, in their absolute prime or anything like that. I played rep football when I was about nine or something like that. And we yeah. went across to Waikato that day and all that kind of stuff and played these smaller versions of these guys. And I think Chris Wood was still... Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Chris Wood was fucking six foot. He was six foot at like <laughs> ten. Yes, yeah. yeah a so. grown man with a beard. <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, uh, like... Don't explicitly, uh, I remember s- small parts of it and everything like that, but I was kind of like mentioned by like people who I played with years later. Oh, you know, that's, like, oh yeah, I didn't really think about that. Was though. it double digits or? Not double digits that time. <laughs> um, I, I was mainly grabbing a lot of bench. I possibly wasn't the best rep footballer of all time. You've seen my quality. I'm, as I said, play hard, lots of running, not much skill involved. Uh, I'd say... Uh, if you had long blonde hair, you'd be the Robbie Savage of our team for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, you're a Robbie Savage, I'd say. But <laughs> take it for what you want, mate. It's a compliment and a, <laughs> a bit of a thing as well. I was going to take Simon Elliott. But, uh... Simon Elliott, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of the kills, right? Yeah. Simon Elliott. <laughs> That's amazing. So you played against Chris Wood and Marco yeah. Rojas. Yeah, yeah, no. Would never play against him again. And oh, probably not, mate. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Rojas, because I don't know what's happened to him. Maybe we can get him on a transfer. How's how's um his his current contract going? Do you know? Who Rojas? Yeah, we. He can't. He can't be that good. Not anymore. Not enough for the exit trials. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Too many injuries. Uh, we ain't talking about money on the exit trials. We got no money. <laughs> Literally, no money. We we can play him in beer. Uh, oh, doesn't bank getting paid five five. Yeah, yeah, five, 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 yeah. (laughs) We can give them banks, man. Yeah, back to the football. Um, You talked about yourself there. Yeah, if you were to describe yourself as a player, you know, in terms of your style, who are you comparing yourself to? Not looks, like style. I've got company on my back. Uh, Not quite. Um, I'm I'm a workhorse. Yeah, for sure. I run all day and... I like, I've been playing a lot of centre-back and all that kind of stuff, but traditionally I'd probably be like 
uh, wing back. Yeah, what what is your position? Uh, like when I was in Southland, I was playing like we did play like the format that we played last week. Three at the back with wing backs. Oh, great. And so tactical genius. So, yeah. <laughs> but like I would be the one of the wing backs going up and down all day. And while I might not beat them in a sprint the first time in the day. I'd beat maybe beat them the second time and yeah. just be able to keep on going all day. I noticed that, yeah. Even though I was a lot chubbier back then and everything, I could still have the engine on me to keep yeah. on going, kind of thing. But um, so yeah, when I was um, yep, yeah, I, I had to put on a winter's coat when I was in Southland, so I gained about fifteen kilos for that. Yeah, yeah. But um, when it, when it came, who would you say has a big engine in football? I'm trying to trying to think now. Um, in terms of your size or. Yeah, I'm pretty small as well. Bit of a nugget. <laughs> probably, probably uh, Kante, I'd say. Yeah. 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 Probably closer to him than yeah than than Jacob, I in suppose. The actual, <laughs> actual Kante, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, no, probably Kante. He's a workhorse, yeah, for sure. Mm. Uh, but hey, unlike Kante, mate, you've you've actually scored a goal this season, so you know. And what a cracker it was! <laughs> Reese predicted it on the eve of the football match and. Front post. No, I, I said you score off a corner. You did score off a corner. Yeah, it was all very well predicted. Yeah, mate, I, I, telegraphed. I, I'm Nostradamus, mate. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so last week, we, the trials played, uh, what did we play last week? 3-5-2 yep. against, uh, who did we play? C4 FC. Uh, yeah, uh, C4, weren't they? Yep. Yeah, we detonated them again. You know what, boys? We actually had like 14, 15 players. So we had uh, four or five subs on the bench. Yeah, probably the most subs we've ever had. In, like, yeah, For but, sure. So looking at the, the, the options we had, I thought, well, we're going to have to play somewhat uh, attacking yeah. uh, because the amount of players we had, <laughs> we we didn't have enough defenders to start with. So I thought, you know what, we just mix it up, go three at the back. And we need Taylor going out more like that. If anybody hasn't heard about this guy, Taylor, who's playing for the Easter Trials at this stage. Yeah, yeah. We def- Taylor Quirk. Yeah. Underutilised, undervalued. Another teacher. Bloody good player. Bloody good player. Oh, yeah. He's prob- probably playing the best football he has during the holidays, actually, because he's got three weeks blooming holidays <laughs> being in a private school. But, uh, yeah. Um, sorry for interrupting. Go on. No, nah, no, nah, carry on, mate. Carry on. No, it's, good, it's a good point. <laughs> you know, we've got some uh, teachers uh, teaching at the, the lower deciles. We've got some teachers at the, the top schools on the shore. Well, we're not like lower deciles. <laughs> our school, well, we're definitely not a private school. So. Uh, yeah, I say you're, the school you're in is probably League One, mate, yeah. <laughs> in football in terms. We're blooming our uh, <laughs> classic. You know? Taylor's at Champions League, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've, uh, I'm coaching the second women's at our school. This oh, year. so you coach as well, do you? Uh, well, not... God, oh, see coaching and I was doing a little bit of coaching initially because the coaches were uh, a little bit like one had gone overseas but he's since come back and yeah. another one had gone up so I was doing a little bit of coaching then but I'm more technically like a, a teacher in charge. Oh, okay, one of those. So when, when like the boys on the field do something a little bit naughty and all that kind of stuff, mm. I'm like, ah, come off, yep, let's have that word, like, talk yeah. about, like, representing the school and all that. What's it like teaching uh, secondary school kids? Because you're relatively young, right? So I expected to be a little bit more intimidated than you okay. actually are, kind of thing, right? You get yeah. you get up in front of a class, like, like, when I was doing placements and everything, it was quite strange, you are in a teacher's, like, another teacher's classroom, you don't know the kids, and you kind of just, like, dropped in, mm-hmm. whereas... When you're getting to know these kids from the start of the year, you like get, you pretty much they're your own classes. 
they just kind of like you just do stuff with them and get to know them a bit like my school's philosophy is really good around like just getting to like get to know the kids for the first month or so of school and like doing a lot of relationship building and all that kind of stuff so mm. you really get to know them i they know a lot about me i know a lot about them and then it's like using that to yeah pull their motivation out and, all that kind of and stuff. also like because yeah. the age difference is not what you probably like 10 years older than most of the kids uh, that you teach or uh, about 12 or something 12 like that now. 12 yeah 12 now and i i don't think i could have been uh, a teacher until i have been like yeah been, for sure the teacher the last three years and was doing as i was saying before journalism before that and i could not have been a teacher at 22 because i was very very irresponsible back then and <laughs> Um, I often say to the kids, don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Yeah. They don't um, quite understand that I probably had a lot of... Uh, I've got a lot better morality about me now than yeah, yeah. potentially what I had when I was 22, 25 <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got any uh, handy footballers in the school? Or? I'm like, I could recruit. I've often thought, thought about recruiting for the trials and stuff, but they've got club teams. Oh, uh, man, we can't be doing that. Yeah, we, we don't want to be... We we can we need to pitch ourselves as the feeder club, you know. <laughs> feeder team for these kind of like places, you know. Like, we're a little bit more flexible. We've got the good banter and everything. We're playing in a nice wholesome Christian league, you know. So yeah. Lack of injuries will be likely. Even oh though shit! We've, yeah. We've, we've had so many injuries this year. It's been very unfortunate. I mean, what's your take of this season for the trials? It's, oh. You know, this is like, let's just say it's your first full season with us. Like, what would you... Full season, I've been injured this season. Oh, well, yeah, you so. have been injured, haven't you? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like, so, what, what's your take on this season, then? Oh, so, um, it's been personally... Well, I'll tell you both personally as well as team-wise, right? It's been No, no, you can talk about yourself. Talk about yourself, though. It's been frustrating for myself because of the injury and everything. And okay. like, even though I've been playing okay lately, I've still been feeling the foot injury. And, like, one of the things that I pride myself on is even though... I'm a defender. I can actually like shoot some shots from distance and everything yeah, yeah. And like this year, any kind of shot I have from distance <laughs> just like will either like cut one way or just like have no power on it. Any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? So like personally, it's been a little bit frustrating because I just feel like I'm not the greatest and like I'm worried about rolling the ankles and it's been good to have the ankle braces every time. And then like as a team as well, it's just that... Uh, I've loved playing this year. It's been good banter and everything like that, but so frustrating at the start of the season yeah, when we just had like awful. Just, just trying to get a team together and all that kind of stuff. Some of those weeks and like the last few weeks has been brilliant because we've got like, like the the henchmen in the team. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Nick, what a, Nick um, Patterson's been a hell of a sign for us. Yeah. <laughs> what a signing! He is solid and like came off last week fuming. Oh, played. Blooming shit today. He said that. Yeah, he did say that. I was was like, like, you played phenomenally. He played amazing that first half. And then he was like, he said, Reese, as it came back, I was like, I have to come back on again? Like, really? Yeah. And I was shitting myself because I was like, we were two, one up, I think. He was actually injured. He was injured, was he? So he did a tweak to his hemi, I think, at the end of last week. But he's, he's blooming solid. And I like, I need to grow back my mo. You do. Then we can be yeah. Bros. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say, mate, like, you've, you've lost your powers and you got rid of the mo. There's actually like three um, Ture brothers, you know? Polo, is there really? Yeah, yeah. And there's the third one that was playing in some league in Africa somewhere. Is that true? Uh, there was a okay. third Polo brother. Was his name Mo, was it? Uh, I can't remember, but I remember <laughs> seeing it on FIFA at some stage and being like, 
Huh, he's a third Turo brother in here. It probably wasn't even a brother to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably the most common. Like, it's probably, <laughs> probably the Jones of Cote d'Ivoire, right? For sure, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've, um, in terms of signings, like, um, I would count uh, Phil. I think, oh, that's, Phil I think that's his name. I'm not sure. That's, that's probably his English name, but yeah. Phil from Thailand. He's been decent for us. Yep. Um, like, the signings we brought in, I think, have strengthened the team. Yeah. And had we had them boys at the start, yeah, um, I think we would be oof. top two teams. Yeah, you look at the points we dropped with the players we've got. Like, yeah. we've dropped about the draw we had recently against Renegades. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I yeah. Had we, to leave it yeah, we get into that. So we had 11 players to begin with, right? And... Mm, do we have to and, go into Yeah, this? we have to. Uh, and, and Simon over here, he okay. goes... Uh, to be fair to you, you did give us notice, like, during the week, saying, look, I'm not going to be staying for the whole game. Um, I'm going to watch Lion King at two o'clock. <laughs> I've given so much crap to Ryan Williams about going to see the Lion King last week, and in fact, he, he saw it last weekend as well. The prick. But <laughs> before before that uh, Saturday game, Simon goes, um, "Oh, I've actually not seen the Lion King before," and I, I, me thinking like. Have you not seen Lion King? Like, how for context, Reese decided to tell me like Mufasa died. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. Just spoil the fucking thing. And so I just decided to make an off comment saying, "Spoilers alert!" And he was just like, "No, blah 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 blah." I was just like, thought, <laughs> thought I was joking, which I was. I, mate, I'm gullible as fuck, so <laughs> I've not known you long enough to know that you're lying to me. So I genuinely believe that you never saw the Lion King before. Yeah. Well, well, initially he didn't believe me, but I, I kind of like exaggerated the story. Yeah, well, tell us that. What did you say? Fill out, fill it out a little bit. Um, so, um, <laughs> we got to the game on Saturday, and he's like, "Have you genuinely not seen the Lion King after a little bit?" And I was like, "Genuinely." And he was like, "You told me that you've written news review, like movie reviews before, and all that kind of stuff, and you love movies and all that kind of thing." And I was like, "Just <laughs> first thing that came to my head." Oh, I was an inclusive brethren. brethren um, <laughs> grew up in inclusive brethren. That's why I love movies so much. Um, and Reese just bought this hook, line, and sink. I was like, oh, brilliant. And he, he was just kind of like bewildered, like starstruck kind of thing. Mate, I thought I, I, I had the biggest scoop ever. I was like, oh my God, we got someone from, we got someone from Gloria Vale on the team. I'm going to get him on a pod. But you since told me that this is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, it would have been better if I had kept that bit until the actual oh, mate, the podcast. Honestly, but if I rocked up here tonight and you're just wearing blue trousers <laughs> and blue overalls or something, I would just lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Done the whole friendly stint. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we had that draw. It wasn't your fault because, you know, we should have been in that game anyway. Um, people that haven't seen the highlights yet which the highlights haven't come out yet because we've got about five or six games worth. In, in the log. <laughs> I, I bet you're still waiting for your goal anyway to come yeah. out on YouTube. That's yeah. happening. Comes up with like about 50, like how many views you have, there'll be about 50 of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back, watching <laughs> that goal over and over. So. Yeah, so that, that's one of the, definitely one of the games we dropped. Um, we ended up drawing that game two all, I think, with 10 men. Yeah. It wasn't your fault. There's someone else that should have turned up never turned up. So yeah, yeah 10 men. I had to play a full 90 minute, which... For the killer, um, but yeah, second half of the season, mate, it's been brilliant for the trials. Uh, we've only lost the one game. Yeah, I predicted us going undefeated in July. I was half right. Yeah. We lost the one game, which I wasn't there for, so that's why you lost. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it hasn't been too bad. Um, but yeah, if we can retain 
the players we've got now and get rid of the players I don't want, then uh, we're looking good next year. Speaking of tomorrow... Tomorrow, okay. Uh, we do, like, retaining players and then it's like, yeah. Nick, who we've just talked about is... And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. unavailable tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We, we've just given these guys massive credit. Uh, we had to, before we get to your point, yeah. Bank scored 12 goals in about seven games. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And he's missed He's missed a lot as well, but he scored 12 goals. Well, he missed his sitter last week. Oh, he? mate. Oh. Trust me. Yeah. Bank is the player that he scores incredible goals, you know? Yeah. Goals that we will never score. Any of us can never score. But he misses the easiest goals that I could have scored with my left foot. We you mean? Like some sitters. Yeah. And Bank, I think he, I think he's scared of getting a hat trick. Like, there's so many games. He went <laughs> his first five games for us. He scored uh, two goals in every game. Mm-hmm. You know, but he just couldn't get that hat trick. Yeah. You know, so I've told Bank, I'm like, mate, you can score more than two goals in the game. <laughs> get me, get me three, get me four, get me five. Like that goal last, sorry, that almost goal last week was almost reminiscent of Torres in his last few years at yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, you know, like, for sure. does everything, beats all these players, yeah. and then. That just has the keeper to beat, just needs to side foot it into the net and then... Oh, ends up hitting the bloody post, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, get, yeah, go back to your point. Um, yeah, we give all these uh, good players all the build-ups in the world, but they're not here tomorrow. <laughs> so, but in saying that, mate, we've got players that have come back into the fold, like uh, Jacob Whitford. Huge yep. loss, I have to say. Yep. Had we had him from the start, probably been a different story, I think. Yep. But he's back to form now. Yeah, he really is because he played really well last week. I have yep. to say, full game. Yeah. Um, Ankle City was feel, was feeling good at the end of last week as well. Yeah, yeah. So like to have him back, a big one. Um, but yeah, how are we going to go tomorrow, mate? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing, by the way. I'm 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 the cameraman. Cameraman. Yeah. Tomorrow. Picked up a niggle um, last week. Yeah, there will be. Uh, so who have we got tomorrow? We got you yeah. and me. Uh, not sorry, not you and me. We got. Myself, Kante. Uh, Phil's back in. Phil's back in. Yeah. That, that'll be at least some solid defenders in there and all that. Don't forget stuff. Jamie, mate. Jamie as well. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's just a. need We just need the spark up front, which... Who, who will be the spark up front tomorrow? Do, are we coming in? Cooper there? Well, I've seen the leaked lineup, And... Uh, leaked? I mean, by the time this comes... This is from you, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, you are. But, well, I'm not, I'm not involved, mate. I'm just a cameraman tomorrow. I'm partial. <laughs> I'm there for the viewers tomorrow. I've got nothing to do with the team tomorrow. So if you fucking lose, you lose. I'm just going to capture it. Um, I've seen the league lined up. But by the time this comes out, mate, the game will be over and done with anyway. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go with uh, probably Ben up top, I'd say. And then yeah. Luke on left wing. And on the right wing, I think we're going to go with Taylor. Yeah. You know? Good. Unleash the beast. Unleash the beast. And hopefully you get a goal tomorrow. Yeah. But it'll be a tough game, mate. Eagles only lost two games this season, so. Yeah. Yeah, but it'll be a grind. In saying that, it's a winnable game. I feel, uh, well, we're going to have to win. The Eagles were... We, we haven't been in them this season, mm. correct? No. We've got Dick 7-3 against them. So was that, the only, that was the only game we played against them? So yeah, that. They I weren't that good. Some redemption there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt like that's the team where we actually managed to get it back to being about 3-3 or something, wasn't it? Uh, no, so it th- we were 3-0 down at one point and then 4-0 down at half time. Yeah. And then we came back to 4-3. Yeah, just right. couldn't score that fourth goal. Had we scored the fourth goal, I think we would have gone on to win. Yeah. But then we just once they scored their fifth goal, it was just game over really. Yeah. Yeah. All good. 
Yeah, so interesting. But yeah, I mean, in terms of our playoff hopes, we're going to have to win every game left. We've only got three games left now. And Challenge accepted. You know, we, <laughs> we, we win tomorrow, mate. We'd be laughing, mate, because I think we'll win the last two. Away kicking. I mean, while you're here, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the Olympics. Yes. That's uh, uh, going on right now uh, as we watch it on the TV. We just watched the New Zealand women's sevens. Uh, I think I can't remember what the score was now, but they just absolutely dominated their quarterfinal match. So um, they're obviously going to win a medal, hopefully there as well. It's been one of the greatest days in New Zealand history at the Olympics. So. What happened then? Uh, just so so good. Uh, so again, prob- I managed to be watching some of this at school which was great because I had non-contact which meant that I had a little bit of a break where I was doing some marking and then watching Emma Twig on another tab yeah. kind of thing um, so watch Emma Twig win her double skulls which was amazing what a redemption story right you're, you're, you know the story, right? I know the story but there'll yeah. be a lot of listeners here I've never heard of Emma Twig and yeah. I have no idea about Rowan so you're going to have to fill them in mate yeah. so um, when it comes to Emma Twig comes has not done as well as what she potentially has been able to do in the 2012 Olympics and 2016 Olympics. She was one of the favourites going into both of those and just hashed it. Mm. She was able. She actually retired from rowing a couple of years ago and has come back. Uh, come back since then and managed to pull it off today. So getting a gold for New Zealand and then that was quickly followed by another silver in the eights, which. We haven't done so well in the eights in the past. Um, we managed to get a silver in the women's eights, which was perfect. And then, to, just to top it all off, the men's uh, eights as well. We managed to get gold in that as well. So, what? It, and we just witnessed tennis getting a bronze. Tennis! <laughs> tennis of all sports. Yeah. What the hell? What's the Olympics mean to you then? Um, did you watch the Olympics growing up? Yeah, so all the time watch the Olympics. So, um, uh, like first memories I remember of the Olympics, it, it was Atlanta in '96, right? Yeah, it was. Atlanta. Yeah. So you're showing your age there, mate. Oh god. <laughs> um, so, you're sure you're not Freeman's age? <laughs> <laughs> so at '90, uh, like I should have been able to remember '92, right? I was one years old by then, but just didn't stick in the memory for some reason. But uh, <laughs> when it came to '96. I remember just watching the 96 Olympics in class We uh, at primary school. Okay. They, I remember the very first things I baked at school. And I don't even know if we baked these cookies. We essentially just put M&Ms on top of these cookies that resembled the rings of the, the Olympic rings. Oh, yeah. So I don't know whether we like our big baking thing was actually just putting M&Ms onto a cookie and being like, we made food! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. So, um... Yeah, I'll claim that we baked those cookies, but it was probably baked for us and we probably just finished it off with that kind of thing. Um, there was also that year, like, Daniel Loder. Okay, yeah. Was my cousin for a little bit. Really? Um, was. You're, you're like, really it was. Um, by that, my grandma, I think, told us that Daniel Loder was a relative. And then we're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And it was quickly revealed that, like, oh, Okay, we're not actually cousins. Oh, currently. okay. It was like, I don't know what my grandma was on, but I was just like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm guessing she was cooked from those cookies, mate. <laughs> <laughs> telling, all the, telling all these people at school, oh, I'm related to Daniel Loder. Oh, no. Like, Can you swim? 
can't swim. Yeah, but you go but, then. But my family. Yeah. Like my mum was a swim coach. My brother and sister were really good swimmers. Swim club. So in your mind, then, it was like it's believable now. You know, I was an asthmatic who could barely dive into a pool and breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, oh. so it was, it was a little bit believable. They were good swimmers, but yeah, um, yeah, it was the wrong side of. Since my mum was a swim coach and dad wasn't the greatest swimmer, so that should have potentially been the giveaway. You know? <laughs> um, dad, dad can swim forever, yeah. swim the longest distances ever, but he just slaps the water, man. Uh, there's no grace in that kind of thing. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I've got the wings of my dad when it comes to swimming, so yeah. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on football being in the Olympics? Uh, I love the Olympics for like when it comes to just having like the minor sports and all that kind of yeah. stuff and it's a cool thing to be able to see all these sports that aren't being played and all that kind of stuff so like football I've never really football these big sports like you don't really uh, until New Zealand has done wow, managed yeah. to make the quarterfinals you know what mate I was exactly yeah. like that I was like football fucking shit get rid of it why is it at the Olympics? And then since they, they qualify for that <laughs> quarterfinal, like, oh, football, love it. Football should always be in the Olympics. Yeah. Brilliant sport. You know? Never uh, doubted them. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a professional footballer. You yeah, know? yeah. Just let them, let them go into the Olympics kind of thing. But like, yeah. it's the, like the, the rules do kind of make it somewhat viable, but I don't get the like three professional. Yeah, no. So, okay, so the rule for football, right? So the whole essence of the Olympics was amateur sport, right? Or yeah. highlighting, profiling amateur sport. Yeah. Now, some sports, they have full amateurs. So boxing, for example, yeah. you can't be a professional. Yeah. Even though there's some people like David Nikas had a professional fight, but he can compete at the Olympics as an amateur. Yeah. Go figure. Um, and you got like, you know, some sports, they're not professional at all. You know, taekwondo, judo, right? Yeah. So, um, and then you look on the other side of the coin, um, you've got full professionals playing, you know, basketball, for example, the NBA, <laughs> you know? When it comes to hockey, some of those girls who are playing for yeah. like Holland, they're fully paid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to football, it's a weird one because they've got this rule, which they've had for a while now, where you can have, uh, well, it's fully under 23, yep. but you can have three overage players. Now, if you look at the, like, the modern game now, you probably would have made it as a pro by 23. You know what I mean? If you're any decent, right? Yeah, exactly. So like... Phil Foden. Yeah, 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 for sure. So like, I think the 23 is probably too high of an age. Like they probably need to lower it down to 20. Yeah. Even then, in the top countries of the world, most of their players are pro by 20 anyway. Even like the really good under 23s like yeah I'd say really good but like New Zealand footballers in terms of guys like Sarpreet Singh right yeah which is which is not in the team but he's like one of our better players doesn't play because he's wanting he's a professional footballer wanting to focus on his professional career kind of thing right that's that's a good point actually because because the game's always hosted during like the preseason or even the start of a season in Europe for example a lot of players don't play some players choose to play for the national team because they're not going to get any chance anywhere else. Yeah. And it might be their only go at a major tournament. Yeah. You know, so... And Brazil just seem to dominate it every time, don't they, when it comes to that? They've got Danny Alves playing for them this year. Really? Yeah. I have not watched <laughs> the Brazil team. They've got Danny Alves. That's a Yeah, class yeah, class. for sure. Um, they've got Richarlison from Everton. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think he's a top goal scorer. So, so they've got a blooming well. They've got a stacked team. Yeah, they've, they've, 
So all whites versus Brazil final will probably end up with us <laughs> having the silver, right? Right. Um, before we talk about the all whites, oh the Ollie whites, sorry, that's what Ollie the show called the Ollie whites. Right. Mm. Now before Ollie we talk about them, let's talk about Trademark. yeah, let's talk about um, women's football, the ferns, the football ferns. Yeah. So there's men's and women's now at the, the Olympics. Now the women's um, they came in with high spirits, but. Seeing the, the group they ended up in, like they were never going to get out of the group. Yeah. So they, they, they lost the first game 2-1. Yeah. They got battered by USA 6-1. Everybody's going to be battered by the USA, except for like they're actually not doing as well in recent times than what they have in the past. Mm. So, yeah. And then the Sweden, they beat the football ferns 2-0 in the last game. So they got knocked out, right? So <laughs> I came across this uh, post the other day, right? It's from Hannah Wilkinson. So she's like a striker for the, the ferns, right? Yep. And she pretty much blamed the New Zealand government on their harsh restrictions of, you know, because they weren't able to prepare properly, that affected their performance. What a load of shit. Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, like, That's your first excuse. Your first excuse is to blame the restrictions of COVID. And you're going to like, blame a country, like we're probably one of the better countries in terms of that kind of For stuff. For sure. actually been able to train and work yeah. on that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and in terms of that kind of stuff, like what have you been doing for the last six months where we've been kind of like, although we had that two weeks, I guess, in, yeah. in January up in Auckland, but what have you been doing like, the yeah. rest of the time? I hate to see what they would have done if they had prepared properly. And when it comes to, when it comes to the US side, like, what does that mean? Like, we're going to actually be like 5-1 then, right? Yeah, 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 that's what they're saying. Like, yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. There's not a goal difference of five goals because of COVID, right? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, basically, if if they had prepared properly, then they would have lost 5-1, then not 6-1. <laughs> Fuck off, honestly. They First of all, they want pay parity, right? Fair enough, they get that yep. equal wage. I, I believe in that because they're both just as bad as each other, the men's and the females. <laughs> but then you perform like that at a tournament. Yeah. You know, unacceptable to lose 6-1 to any team. I don't care who you lose to. 6-1's yep. embarrassing. You yeah. can't sugarcoat it and say, um, blaming COVID or the, the restrictions by the government. Not a massive fan of Cindy right now, but still, you can't blame Cindy for losing 6-1. I remember a certain team that almost got crucified by their own country who lost 6-1 at the their own World Cup in 2016. <laughs> it was 7-1, wasn't it? Was it 7-1? Yeah, 7-1. Uh, against Holland, right? <laughs> no, it was, the Germans beat them 7-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No. You should know, mate. You scored I like know. two goals. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Muller up the field, you know. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's enough for the women's because they're shit. Uh, <laughs> the men's, though, I have to say. Now, I was pretty hopeful when I saw the group because it's probably the easiest group that New Zealand ever been drawn to, was drawn in, sorry, in any football and tournament, right? So they had, they had the mighty Honduras from Central America. They had Romania from Eastern Europe, and then they had South Korea. South Korea, good side. I was like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. we've got no chance of winning that one. Well, yeah, unless you see who they got. They got no, yeah. I thought they had Song Ming. Nah, who wouldn't play him. Yeah. You know, I don't know any other Korean after Song Ming. Yeah, so Korea first up. Now, I was, you know what? I was expecting a draw from this game. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Even watching that game, you didn't, as you were watching it, we were like, these guys look like they're on top of us. Maybe we can get a goal and hold yeah. but yeah exactly the first half would because you know what mate it was actually a um, what's the word I'm looking for I wouldn't say historical it was just like a rare moment 
that we actually saw men's side playing yeah. football because we're not we like for people that don't live in New Zealand yeah. listen to this pod we've been starved of any national team game or friendly or anything we've not had anything for a team that has one of the biggest sporting bodies in the country it's yeah. a sh- yeah it's a pretty big sham I can uh, say that now yeah, yeah fucking disgrace oh, it's a fucking disgrace that we've not played a game disgrace. we've not played a game in New Zealand on New Zealand soil since the Peru game leg one of that playoff no 2017 what did you say the other day it's because of COVID <laughs> oh yes COVID's fault yeah, COVID's it's COVID's fault, fault. we're not we played go. since 2017 oh. yeah okay alright okay <laughs> do you know what I mean so yeah honestly the fact that we've not had any games here since 2017 is ridiculous right I've heard the World Cup qualifiers meant to go ahead this year right well they should do because the World Cup's next year right so I mean good luck with that but we've been starved of any football here in this country right so the fact to see a national men's team competing on the Olympics it was a huge, was a huge moment I think for us football fans yeah. and the fact that you know that all that excitement before leading the kickoff literally died within one minute because you just saw yeah. the style of football that Danny he's playing oh mate that first half hold back honestly yeah. that first half if you just saw the chat like it was just like going off like yeah. Danny Hayes useless Everything's it's just so defensive. <laughs> Why are we playing rugby? Like it's ridiculous. Even if you looked at any like kind of chat, you looked at like the the chat on the like the stuff website, and it was saying the oh, same brilliant. kind of stuff. Like yeah, the, like New Zealand had only had like one or two shots in their first. No, half, they had uh, zero shots. What, the yeah. the actual stat right at the end of the game <laughs> where we did win thanks to VAR was <laughs> one shot on goal. Yep. And the percentage was like under 40, like 30 something. And just, just to rewind, Reese has just said, we won the game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Versus, yeah, versus yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how many shots did they have in the end? It was like, hmm, Wow, well, yeah, I mean. It's in, Wayne's double. You know what's funny, right, with that game, the, the South Korean game? They brought off like their best players off early in that second half. Yeah. And I was like, that, came, that, that changed the whole game because they weren't attacking as much. Yeah, I mean, Chris was. That's a great finish, and yeah. I think he was onside. He probably. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Um, like VAR was we, great in that case, but yeah, yeah, it yeah. Surprise me if he had a hero. Yeah, for sure. Him. If that was Premier League VAR, he was off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we'll take that. Going to the second game, we went one 0 right? You're in Dreamland. We have got Honduras. We're fucking. Yeah. Who are Honduras? Like, do you know they play football over there? Should beat them. Really confident going into that one, and we just shat the bed. Bottled it. <laughs> like, really like we, shut the bell on that one like even when we kept on like we were up one now and they got a goal back and we were like oh, that means we have to score another goal it still looked, felt like we were going to score yeah. and we did score yeah. Chris Wood got that goal right at the oh no uh, oh my gosh that, that goal was uh, what's his name Kakachi Kakachi yeah now uh, Probably so he not. scores a screamer Kakachi scores a screamer it's a 1-0 right screamer yeah. half time we're blessed with the punditry of your mate, <laughs> Jason Pine. Hey, Jason your, Pine is a Your saint. mate, Jason Pine. Jason Pine is a saint. All right, right? so I, I just said, look, Jason Pine's full of shit, right? At halftime, you proved me right, because all they did was just wanking off that goal from Liberace. Yeah. <laughs> is that his name? Liberace? Liberato Oh, Liberace. I'll call him Liberace. Well, just combine it together. <laughs> <laughs> nice wee <week> conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like... Because what was the score at half-time? Was it 1-0? Yeah, 
One yeah, yeah, but yeah. so they focused on the goal, right? He scored a screamer, don't get me wrong, but you can see the fucking clangor to yeah. get the one all. Yeah. And this is the problem we've got here in this country. We go back to that first game, the women's game, they, yeah. they lost 2 1, but the headline was, oh, it's so good that that, um, that young girl scored on the debut. Yeah. yeah, well done, you scored your debut, but you still lost the game 2 1. Yeah. So Jack did a really good post on um, at the end of the, the Honduras game which they lost 3-2. Yeah. So Jack did a real good post. I'm just going to paraphrase it here, but it was something around, along the lines of, you know, we need to acknowledge the defeat and stop focusing on like mediocre things. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. I'm sorry, Jack. I did you wrong there, mate. But it was basically in the lines of, you know, why do we keep focusing on things that don't matter? And then what did I find the next day? I find like a great article and stuff and just posted it into the chat. <laughs> Pretty much exemplifying what Jack said in the story about like, Oh, even though New Zealand had like lost three two, and there was we can go into the howlers in a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, that was basically the headline, right? And then the actual headline was New Zealand. I'm para- again paraphrasing, but all white Ollie White's tidy Kiwis clean up after <laughs> and make a nice, clean, tidy wee uh, changing room for the next people to go into. Oh, bloody hell! What? And there's no proof that the players do it. Yeah. <laughs> what a toss of a story that who is. wrote that one I have no idea I didn't even give it the total day to read <laughs> I like was just like what, are, what is this gesture that they did because yeah. I'm pissed off that they lost by this game yeah, yeah. I like did a quick scan through and I was like well that is a like I'm all about stories about the Olympic spirit but keeping a room tidy yeah ooh, that fuck well done. Mum will be proud of you all. You know what? Hollywoods. It's a shame they couldn't keep a clean sheet because that's what mattered. Because <laughs> yeah. that Michael Wood, oh my... Is Michael Wood? Yes. Fucking awful player. You Jamie, know what? You Jamie Steele has got to start tomorrow. He plays yeah, for yeah. He plays for the Swans, apparently. I'm, you know, I look at Wikipedia. I never knew that, right? I'm, but, you know, Jamie Steele, yeah, big man, big fan. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. I heard, right, that Danny Hay um, coached that Sacred Heart, right? Now... Michael Wood was his starting goalkeeper for first 11. So, like, no, no wonder he gets this picked. No wonder he gets picked. This is the nepotism in New Zealand. Yeah, that's the problem. It really yeah. annoys me. There's so much... It's who you know, who you blow. Yeah. Opportunity to guys who are, like... A, I, I, there's a lot of, like, players from... Even in rugby, it's the same. Mm. Like, we've got a really good rugby team and stuff, but, like, some guy who's being a dad and all that yeah. they, they always give an opportunity to the son and sometimes they end up going over to play for Wales because they don't actually do oh, that well for we'll take them mate the, we need them <laughs> do that well for the Blues and a lot of people like kind of catch on to that kind of thing yeah, yeah. Um, I won't name any names there <laughs> Gareth um, <laughs> but yeah you know like there's like some of these guys do really well and everything like that but then there's like guys you wonder who can actually with the there's another guy that maybe wasn't given the opportunity yeah. that they got at a certain stage. Who, who's the actual keeper for the All Whites then? I mean, Mark, Mark Paston, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Mark Paston, greatest uh, after those exciting people. Yeah. Cool. Um, but but who, who have you actually got? Moss isn't there anymore. Is it Spoonley? Jacob Spoonley. Oh, I yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. we're not blessed with goalkeepers, I'll tell you that. Nope. But nope. it's not like we played much in the last 10 years anyway, so. Well, I just hope for a while that uh, we, we take our time before we have our next match and Michael Wood is not that keeper after those yeah guys. well um, they, okay so he let in some 
Well, all three were his fault. That, that was um, maybe, maybe it's sheer blame with their second goal, but still, I would say the keeper should mm. be keeper should be like speaking the most there. Although, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, it's his fault we lost. Yeah. <laughs> and then the start of the remaining game, we looked at the team sheet. It's Michael Wood again. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I am actually worried though, because I'm 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 thinking beyond the Olympics. I'm thinking about how Danny Hayes going to manage. When it comes to the all whites for real, yeah, and I feel like if he, if he's picking someone that's made a fucking shit show in the, in the previous game, yeah, then his selection process is off, yeah, you know. Now people listen to this now and go, "Well, what happened, Reese? You know, well, they drew no all against Romania, who another team. I don't know how they qualify, mate. Yeah, Romania were awful. You looked at this awful team. team. Were there any names? No, nothing. Like, they were shit, though. It was possibly one of the boringest games of yeah. football I have ever watched. Yeah, for like, sure. How many shots were there in that game? I think we got two shots on target this time. Yeah. But <laughs> how many shots did they have? They had a few. Yeah. They had a few. But yeah, Michael Rood had that. Oh. He, he saved. He did save one um, goal opportunity, fair enough. But, you know, it was a very drab game. And, you know, New Zealand was very lucky that South Korea batted. Honduras 5-0 yeah. to, to let us go through on goal difference yep. I think it was or points uh, yeah points goal difference so um, yeah very fortunate and uh, it sets up you know the game tomorrow night New Zealand versus Japan now before I even go into that game this is the first time that any senior New Zealand team has ever progressed from the group it's an achievement it's a huge achievement but it shows you the, the level of mediocrity we've had in this country for so long yeah. that that's our first ever yeah. time we've progressed the, the win that we got against Korea was the first ever win the men's team have ever had at a and tournament as much as I love the 2010 World Cup yeah, that, yeah. like the big thing that we had at the end of that was like we're the only team that didn't lose at the World <laughs> Cup we claimed this thing that we didn't lose at the World Cup we're the only undefeated yeah, team for sure. at the World Cup we didn't win any well, well we didn't we did, no we didn't win any game yeah we didn't yeah. win any game so there was the game before the World Cup that we won yeah. in Serbia wasn't it um, I always get that confused was it Serbia oh, no we, we, we so we so the Winston uh, Reid goal there uh, the Slovakia Slovakia yeah it was, it was, it was an equaliser Oh, equalizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the game? Hey, Winston, Reed, hey, Winston weren't playing before the World Cup, yeah. mate. He only turns up for the big ones. Yeah. Um, you know, before anyone thinks I'm bagging the team here, look, they've done really well to get to the quarterfinal. You know, you can only beat who you're up against and they've been dealt a pretty good card this time. Um, but, like, come on now. You've got Japan tomorrow who have not lost a the game. They've battered France 4-0. If they can beat Japan, then I'll give them credit. Who are, who are Japan's under t- over 23? They've got Yoshida... Yep. who's, um, I think he, uh, he used to play for Southampton. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's there anymore. I had him in FIFA. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the only one I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, so, a tough ask. Um, I'm not sure how much home advantage. Well, Winston Reed's out now as well. Oh, is he out? He's just so injury prone, right? As I said, mate, he only turns up for the big ones. Yep. He played well in that first game, I'll give him that. Yep. But he's a, he's a car horse. He really is a car horse. Yeah, and like he had some really good seasons for West Ham there. Yeah. He's now with Brentford. Uh, uh, he was on loan to Brentford, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so he's on loan to Brentford and uh, I, think I just he's feel in, that he's in the twilight, right? Yeah, I just feel there's better there's better players out there, surely. Yeah. You know? Because um, yeah. like, this is the thing I'm thinking about for the future for football in New Zealand. It's like, 
Danny Hay needs to pick a team that's going to last in the next four years. Not Don't think about the next year. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, next year will come and go and then you end up with having to rebuild all over again. So yeah. you might as well have a long-term plan, yeah. you know? But if Michael Wood's in that plan, then... <laughs> we didn't qualify for shit. <laughs> Jesse, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. How do you see that going? Uh, tomorrow? Yeah. Uh. I'm hoping for the best. I'm really expecting us to be kicked about. Yeah. You said 4-0 against France. I'd say a similar result would be... I, um, now, being the cheerleader for New Zealand football, oh, a great result, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, uh, yeah, like, I'd be generous. Uh, I'd give them 3-0. Yeah, yeah. generous, 3-0. Yeah. That's very generous. <laughs> well, the thing that bewilders me is that we like, we got... Winston Reid, who's one of our plus 23 mm. players, and he should be all good, but he's injured. And then Boxall's one of our other ones. Yeah. He's injured as well. He's not going to feature, is he? No. Yeah. No, and it's like he comes out of nowhere. It comes for the final, maybe. So we've just got... <laughs> <laughs> but Chris Wood, we have to... As much shit I've, I've spoken tonight, Chris Wood, unbelievable player. Workhorse. Um, I, I don't think he... Well, he currently has or ever will get the credit he deserves in this country. Very underrated player. If he was any other nationality, he'd be playing for the yeah. Well, I, their I, countries, you know, he'd I, be the first on the sheet for sure. I just want to like clarify mm. if like people don't realize how good he is, and, yeah. Like he should be kind of like in the names running for things like Helbergs and what. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, I, like when it comes to that kind of stuff, because like I remember the time around. Uh, it must have been about three years ago now, and like England fans were spewing up about, oh, Wood's been playing so well for Burnley the whole year, and he hasn't been selected for the side. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like, um, that's because he's a New Zealander and playing for New Zealand. But oh, you they, know what? I talking about it at the time. You know, yeah, I remember that. And you know what? If he had a choice, I reckon he would. He, he, <laughs> he may not have like mind the pun, Wood. Um, but yeah, like not honestly, he. Great player, consistent player, double digits every season in the Premier League right now. Like, fuck me, like, yeah. that's going good. If you can score 10 goals in the Premier League, don't care what club you play for, fuck it, that's a good run. Yeah. You know, and uh, people say, well, could he go up that next level? I don't think he can go up the next level uh, beyond Burnley. Yeah. But um, it'd be interesting to see if he does, though, you know, when yeah. his contract runs out. Yeah. But, um, like, no disrespect to him, but that's the Burnley level is women and guys. Oh, mate, they're, they're sitting right? just below Champions League, mate, trust me. There was a while <laughs> there where yeah. he was, that, like, it was a bit touch and go with how he was going. Like, yeah, loans, yeah. Lent him out and all that kind of yeah, stuff. He yeah. got lent out to quite a few clubs and everything. Mm. And he was looking like a lot of promise that maybe wasn't going to kick mm. on. And then he had a couple of really good seasons in the championship. Yeah, it was that season with... Uh, was grinding with Leeds. And yeah, Leeds it was, yeah. That half the season at Leeds, that, that's what really... Because yeah. um, he was a top goal scorer in the league and they probably would have gone up that year. Did the hard graph down there, though. But if you look at the, the games in the, in the Olympics, right? He's just like... He seems like a monster compete. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Players, he just right? bullies he's people just... off the ball. But then you just feel that like every time he's got the ball, he'll do something with it. Yeah. There's always a positive outcome when... You, after he touches the ball, yeah. whether he gets a shot away, forces a corner, or wins a, a set piece or something, you know. So he's so dangerous. I just feel that. Uh, I just don't feel that we've built a team around him. Yeah. 
Um, it's hard to say that for the Olympics, but, but I mean, in terms of the All-Whites, I just don't feel that we will ever build a proper team around him that will play to his strengths. For, for so many years, we invested in... Uh, we should have been playing him from this young age, right? And we kept on playing guys like Shane Smeltz. Granted, Shane Smeltz got yeah, that and, great and, goal. And Jeremy Brocky. Italy and Jeremy Brocky. And Barbarousas. <laughs> Costas Barbarousas, who drives, like, yeah, yeah. drives me mental because he's a talented footballer. But, uh, yeah, just typical New Zealand footballer, right? Yeah, and yeah. there's been all these guys that we invest so much time in and we never seem to give that time to Chris Wood and he's mm. now... The head of that settlement, we don't seem to build a team. Really. Nah, you know what? Like, he's on what about 50 odd caps, right? Yeah, which people listen to this go, Oh, that's nothing. But considering the lack of games New Zealand have played, <laughs> yes. 50 is like a hundred. Yeah, if um, it wasn't all black, he would have had, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so, like, Chris Wood, no one can ever question his commitment to the cause. Um, the fact that he's playing in the Olympics alone is crazy because I'm sure. Yeah. Sean Dye should be pissed off that he's actually playing. He's probably even more pissed off they got to the quarterfinals yep. <laughs> because that means that's one less week with you know the team before the season kicks off. So, oh, full credit to Chris. I just hope I hope he has a good season in, for Burnley and hopefully he gets a, a big move. Yeah. Um, you, but you're never too sure though. Once you move somewhere else, he might not get that same love somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you, I would love to see him get a chance at a top six club. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to say what which, is a top one? six club. Which one? Uh, I'm looking at realistically. Uh, let's say let's say Kane leaves Spurs. Spurs, maybe? Yeah. Chris Wood? That, that's what I was thinking the other day. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with the rumour all going wild with Kane, would somebody like Chris Wood fit in there and like do yeah. as well? Or, I'm not sure. If it, he, he's yeah. similar mould to Kane, I guess. Not quite... Yeah, not quite Kane. Uh, unless, unless Sean Dyche gets a City job, then uh, he might be going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Sean Dyche will be at Real Madrid next year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to the Olympics, mate. So I wanted to talk to you about this because I know you've got a background in sport journalism, right? And we might be jumping down the rabbit hole here, but what's your whole take on the Simone Biles situation? Oh, yeah. We have to mention it because I need to stay current. She's the top, like, she was the top built Olympian going into this Olympics, right? Yeah. Like, one of the most... Of all sports, yeah. not above Naomi Osaka just because she's, like... like, She shot the bed as well, though, didn't she? Yeah, she did the same. Yeah, yeah. But I get, like, again, there was... I I do empathise because... um, at a school that's really all about mental health okay. and all that kind of stuff and uh, mental health is a big kind of thing everything and uh, I, I believe that people should be taking care of that mental health and everything like that when it comes to such a big event like this and that's all you've trained for for the last four years or so mm. like i just don't understand it like more than anything i feel like there's got to be some other, something else coming out and for sure. that kind of thing, right? I don't know what it is, but yeah, like, like she, you watched her in her first season. Some like when it comes to gymnastics, anyway. Like, I love watching gymnastics, and there's so much skill involved from those as well. Mm. But I also think it's one of those sports that I struggle with as well because of the judgment involved in yeah, for sure. gymnastics. And I think she she's clearly a favourite of the gymnastics committee even in that first that her first couple of heats you saw her like like falling back off a couple of things mm. and yet she was scoring 
really great yeah again yeah you know what that's a good point actually because it's sort of like because she has that huge reputation like if you're a judge seeming to be judging her in a less favorable light then you get questioned for it yeah you know it's a weird one yeah um i i don't know so do you think do you think she she let her team down yeah i i I don't know really i don't know enough about the situation like the overall situation obviously but it's just like kind of like you would really expect to be heading and there obviously with covid and everything like that Mm. we're going back to covid (laughs) (laughs) um with covid and everything like that i suppose that put everybody's cycle out a year and everything like that so maybe everybody wasn't in like, uh, this, but everyone like, else that's competing is in the same... But who knows, maybe Emma Twig may not have actually done as well at this Olympics if it hadn't been for something like COVID because previously she had, like, yeah, yeah. had choked and all that kind of stuff. And maybe <laughs> it was her ideal situation to be peaking in the first year. I, I believe that. When, when I find that she went to uh, Wuhan two years ago, mate, then uh, I believe the conspiracy, <laughs> right? <laughs> when, it, when it comes to that kind of... yeah stuff right like, but that's the whole thing of sport you yeah. never olympics right that's a classic example right you're never going to get the best athletes performing at the, the top level yeah because there's always going to be an athlete that has an injury has a bad day yeah. or just isn't good enough yeah. so you're never going to have a, a level playing field where everyone's at the top of the game yeah it's full of, it's all luck it really yeah. is all luck yeah who turns up for that 10 to 20 minutes for whatever the event it is and performs in that 10 to 20 minutes. Mahi Drysdale in 2012, right? Yeah. How, like, he was winning everything going into that Olympic... Was it 2012? It was 2012, right? Or was it Beijing? Beijing it was. Beijing, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was winning everything there was going into Beijing and then absolutely, like, got bronze on the day. Yeah. And, like, I, I think it came out that he had probably not been, like feeling the greatest in the lead up to it but that's just what happened yeah but did he did he blame it on mental health though no. this is where I think there's murky waters because it's like you think of athletes like from a New Zealand perspective think of a 2011 World Cup Richard McCall goes to Graham Henry and goes you know what yeah I'm not feeling it Ted I'm not feeling it I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play today. Let's just play Sam Kane. Call out Marty Holland. <laughs> Jimmy, you know I mean? If he does that and says his mental health, he gets canned for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just... Look, we don't know what is in her head right now. Simone Bar's head. But, you know, if she is feeling that way, then, you know, I feel sorry for her. But it's the worst fucking time in the get It yeah. really is. She's got, a, <laughs> she's got a great PR team, though. Oh, so for sure. There was a great story that I saw today about how like, um, there was like a story about that girl that she was replacing wished good luck and took that good luck into her great performance. Uh, like, you know what? You know what I was amazed with? So the context of people living under a rock, right? So Simone Biles pulled out after the first like vault, right? Then her replacement came in and did the rest of the apparatus, right? Did a real good job. Yeah. And the team finishes finished second all right so they got the silver medal what was baffling to me was simone biles got a medal she still get the medal from she was on the podium the bloody yeah. understudy who did all the hard work replacing her didn't even get she got a medal eventually but she wasn't even on the podium that's mad right that is mad that i wouldn't have accepted the medal personally because yeah. you've won what four or five other golds in the past like why would you need a silver medal it's you know like, it's just like some of the other wacky stuff that we were talking about before like how the woman's eight who yeah, just yeah. won silver and yeah. everything like that and 
we were talking about the, how the woman's eights won the medals and all that kind of stuff. But one of the woman's eights who ate that got a medal was actually a male when he was a oh, cox. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, That's a bit strange. Like, you would expect, like, the cocks and for, to be female as well. Yeah, he's got, he's, yeah and he's got a cock as well, so... <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> but it's just more like... I, I was kind of like... I obviously didn't read too much into the rules of rowing and be like, oh, didn't know that could happen, but yeah. Going back to Simone Biles, right? With the whole mental health thing, right? Now, do you think this... Is, it's just the way society is right now. Like we don't seem to take responsibility and when things get hard or tough, we revert to, ah, oh, I've got mental health issues. That's, I use that card. Do you feel that's been used too often now? I, I think it's, yeah, because there is a lot of murky waters around yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And um, I legitimately am a massive advocate for mental health yeah, and all for that sure. kind of stuff. And my, my kids are at school there's a lot of like anxiety and all that mm. kind of stuff but one of the things that i really hope people learn uh, when i'm teaching classes and all that kind of stuff is a little bit of resilience and all that kind of stuff like mm. working like one of my my main philosophies is to endure as much as you can and then let go if like it's like if it's going to overwhelm you too much be able to let go maybe that's what's happened with simone biles but i just feel like in this case, maybe you would have done this a bit earlier. <laughs> yeah. Like, known it was going... I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems quite out of left field. Mm. Last minute. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be better for her just to compete, finish what she could do, contribute to the team? Because I think, at the end of the day, yeah. she was the higher... Like, in qualifying, yeah. she was the best um, person in her team. So they need the team needed her to compete. Yeah. You know? And even at her half best, yeah. with the help of the judges, she probably wouldn't have got like a, an average score anyway, enough yeah. to help them get to silver or whatever. You know, and just after that, come back and say, Look, uh, it wasn't my best day today. I've, I'm going through this and that. Like yeah. people will have more respect for her if she yeah. just stuck it out there. Because yeah. from me, I'm not an expert. No one's a fucking expert gymnastics. Yeah. But but looking at it, it looks like she's had one bad fault. Yeah. And she's like given up. Yeah. And she's thrown a tantrum in there. And, and she's ended the day, she's let the team down because the team are relying on her because she's the, the best person in the whole sport. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like fucking Messi missing a pen. He's like, nah, I'm fucking off here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're done. And, and granted, we don't know the behind the scenes politics. Yeah, and, yeah. And gymnastics, I know there's been a couple of, like there's that documentary. That yeah, yeah. Gymnastics is a very shady sport. Yeah. I mean, for if you've got. Uh, anxiety or self, um, uh, you know, issues of. There's a lot of. You know, that, that's the pre- worst sport for you. Predatory yeah, for sure. It's the worst sport to be involved in because you're being constantly judged. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Your performance is judged. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty um, subjective sport. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and like my partner and I always talk about ice skating as well. Oh, yeah, for with sure. Like, yeah. Tonya Harding and yeah, yeah. like uh, we, we often like actually empathise with Tonya Harding even though she had the like there's the accusations that she took out the knee and yeah. all that kind of stuff of um why can't I think of her name right now complete mind blank yeah sorry it'll come back to me later hopefully. oh basically someone tapped um, on someone yeah back in the 90s and all that kind of stuff I like, took out the knee of her US opponents and stuff and 
that was the alleged yeah. claim and all that kind of stuff. But even if she did, she had a lot of victimhood herself. She wasn't from the best background and she got a lot of judgment from the committees and all that kind of stuff, ice skating committees, because mm. she was from a poor family and wasn't from wealth and all that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. When it, uh, Nancy Harrigan was the other okay. name, so I do remember it now. Yeah. Told you I'd remember after. <laughs> you should do. You made your, your bloody journey, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I get halfway through interviews sometimes and like forget. I would be like, oh, God, this person's name, or what was their name? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you interview so many people, it's yeah. a bit like that kind of thing, right? But um, yeah, so like we kind of saw her as like being mm. like a, a prime example of somebody who, even though maybe wasn't the best role model and all that kind of mm. stuff and she didn't fully get that backing that some of those people yeah. get and in this case simone biles i guess has been seen as uh i guess like a a little bit more of a nancy kerrigan like people and i'll steer away from making her a little bit of a prior okay just in case there was like actual like something you have to think of it this way like i feel that it's what she's done when people use the health a mental health card, right? And when they use that card, it just trivializes the yeah. whole issue yeah, yeah, and, and denigrates that someone well. that actually does have mental and health issues. That, that does happen in the classroom as well, right? Mm. Where like kids are, oh, like that, that sometimes they just like, you know, you know I'm depressed, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. you can, oh, like, there might be something there, but like, sometimes if they, are saying that out loud and it goes more unspoken some mm. things like that and so like sometimes you actually have to call it out to that kid and actually like take him outside and be mm. like look are you feeling okay blah 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 blah, blah. like you did say this and yeah. sometimes like oh no i was only joking and stuff and i was like just saying that yeah there could be somebody in this room that does have those kind of issues and that doesn't say anything right yeah exactly that's the fucking problem in this society because you know, you've got people saying, oh, well, I couldn't handle the pressure and all the media hype and all this stuff. And then 24 hours later, I'm posting on Twitter, on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, you just said this yeah. a day ago. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? With Simone Biles, like, we can talk about this for hours, but if you're going to call yourself the GOAT, then fucking show that you're GOAT and play. Yeah. yeah? And then, you know, uh, for me, you know, the champ- true champions are the ones that get up when they get knocked down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the true champions. Show what resilience you've got uh, and to fight on. And you might not win, but you've given it your best shot. Yeah. That is what champions are. Problem that these kids growing up today, they'll just see these people going, oh, well, when the chips are down, I'm going to claim this happened to me. Yeah. It's always someone else's fault or this is what I'm going through right now. It's not like yeah. taking ownership of my own performance of being shit. <laughs> Tell me what. You know what I mean? It's E-game's fault. Rage quitting. Ah, oh, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, that's a good point. Rage quitting became a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 that's good. That's a good point. But, like, you not not saying we're nowhere yeah. near Simone Biles, right? The trials. But we're not going to give up in the game. Yeah. We're not going to just walk off the field and do a windmill bakery. Do you know what I mean? Unless Simba's on. So. You are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless Lion King's like two o'clock and they'll be fucking off to that. But, yeah, yeah it's a yeah. mad, it's a mad one. Like, I just feel that we just live in such a woke society right now yeah. where, oh, let's just um, give plaudits to someone and say they're heroes for quitting. Then you're not a hero if you quit. It's not brave that you quit. You quit because you couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can't handle the pressure. Now, I understand that some people can't handle the pressure, but that's what comes with professional sport. 
Yeah. You're getting paid the big bucks to perform. And if yeah. you don't perform, expect criticism yeah. on your performance, not yeah. as the person, your performance. Yeah. And yeah. at the, the end of the day, she wasn't brave. She lost. You didn't win the gold. It comes back to what we were talking about before, about like um, when it, it came to the all whites and all that kind of stuff as well, like how we celebrate yeah. our... Uh, unless they're the All Blacks, of course. Um, how we <laughs> celebrate our teams even in defeat quite a bit. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I like that in some ways. Yeah, yeah. And everything because we are like trying to encourage the best and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But sometimes, yeah, you are getting paid a lot of money. And like, I don't expect to hear a lot of cheerleaders talking about nah. how great yeah. it is all the time. You know what? Yeah, I, just, I don't cool. mind. Cause this is the, the, the background I've had, right? So. Being Welsh, supporting the Swans, like, I'm used to fucking losing, right? But, you know, winning and losing, that is the essence of sport, right? That's, it's binary. You have a winner, you have a loser. Nothing in between. Now, if you lose and you try your best, then that's all you can ask for. But if you lose by simply quitting yeah. and, and not giving your best, what message does that send out to younger generations? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And look, if she has mental health issues, right, then I'm totally off the ball here. The timing, the way it's been done, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just looks a bit fishy to me. Yeah. It really it, does. It will be quite interesting to... Uh, obviously, there will be... I, I think there will be a Simone mm. Biles autobiography one day, and it will be quite interesting to read. Yeah, yeah well, I'm not going to read the fucker, so... <laughs> <laughs> She'll be on Oprah Winfrey, I bet you. Trust me, I see the future. Trust Oprah me, Winfrey? I'm that good. She'll be on Oprah Winfrey next month <laughs> trust me <laughs> right mate we round up here I mean, we've been nearly at this for nearly 90 minutes and oh, we've got a 90 minute game tomorrow it's not long enough <laughs> I can go on for hours oh mate we'll definitely do a part 2 I someday I your first 6 hour podcast trust me <laughs> <laughs> oh mate I've, I've really enjoyed this mate it's been a pleasure to to have you on the pod at last we'll definitely make it a regular thing since we're only what less than a k from each other yep hopefully the sound hasn't been too great in my echoey um kind of renovated room <laughs> it is a little bit echoey in here we may have banged the table a few times so yeah. hopefully hopefully it hasn't uh, been too disruptive in, in any kind of way and the sound quality comes through you can hear the husky tones of <laughs> yeah mate you're built for radio you'll be taking my job soon <laughs> <laughs> oh well this is the promotion I need recently. Oh, this, is yeah. this is all all the start. So how can people follow you? Oh, I barely do much on social media. Um, you can follow, I've got like one Twitter, which is Sporting Nivet, oh, yeah. which I had in journalism and I don't think I've tweeted <laughs> on it since like, I've maybe I've been seeing it a little bit more recently, but mm. only seeing other people's posts, but Sporting Nivet, so that's last name k-n-y-v-e-t-t yep the most unusual way to say never ever but yeah um <laughs> otherwise i don't know whether i would reply that much because i literally just go on there to kind of get updates from sport from now on not yeah, trying following to, your your bum boy jason pine yeah 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 I'm not trying to kind of like have a big career in sports journalism anymore so yeah, it's more yeah. of a like keeping up with all the things I enjoy and stuff about sport now. But Jason Pine is a saint. <laughs> I love you, Jason. Jason's my man. Tower hero. All right? <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> Last words, mate. I am. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on the pod. Looking forward to tomorrow and uh, hoping for a win, even though I'm. Uh, in both games, New Zealand versus Japan, as well as Trials versus... Oh, mate, if you had to choose Eagles. one, choose one, who's going to win? Got to be Trials. Yeah, there you go, They'll mate. Always have no trials chance. for life, mate. Ollie, sorry, keep on saying all whites. Ollie whites have no chance compared with... Oh, we've got more chance winning tomorrow than the Ollie whites do. Yeah. And that's saying yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all good. All good, mate. Well, pleasure to have you on, mate. And uh, yeah, Jack and I will definitely make a start on the highlights soon. Simon's been itching for three weeks now to see his goal. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you again. Kaki Dano.